This podcast is brought to you by FanshareSports.com, a website that compiles and curates the weekly recommendations of daily fantasy industry experts for you to gauge which players will be the most popular and which players are going overlooked. Head on over to FanshareSports.com and check it out. Welcome, everybody, to the Week 9 Ride-In NFL DFS Podcast. I'm Pat James. Going to talk some NFL DFS cash game strategy, maybe a couple GPP pivots for Week 9. Um, it's actually the Ride-Out Podcast. I am on my way home from work in what is undoubtedly the nut-low day of the year as an educator, the day after Halloween. Um, kids are... Just some of them are out of their minds with a sugar high. Some of them are dead asleep because they were up all night eating candy or causing mischief in the neighborhood. Some of them are swinging from the lights. There's other ones that are asking to go to the laboratory every four minutes, undoubtedly to jam another Snicker bar in their mouth. Um, So it's just, I mean, if you actually show up to work as an educator on November 1st, you're already drawing dead to whatever thought, you, to whatever you thought you were going to accomplish. Just, just awful. Uh, and to top it off, I'm actually on my way to Walmart, uh, not headed home, going to Walmart. So just nut low spot to nut low spot. Um, just not good. Not a good day. Not an optimal day to uh, be me. However, we are going to get into some DFS plays. Quick review of week eight uh, was dead to rights at halftime of the uh, four o'clock games in the four o'clock window. Then Fitz, Gurley, and Goff basically went off for like 75 points in the second half of their games. And catapulted me to like a 95th percentile lineup, one over 95% of my head-to-heads, one uh, obviously every um, 50-50 and double up. So it was a good week. Six and two after eight weeks in terms of cashing in in cash games. So we're grinding out a profit, um, chugging along. Let's get into Week 9. At quarterback, obviously Pat Mahomes on the main slate again, so he is always in contention, in consideration. Um, however, this week I think there's somebody else that's uh, may even be a better price point per dollar and even might have a higher ceiling than him. So I think obviously I'm not going to talk anybody out of playing Pat Mahomes. He is obviously on one heck of a tear. And if you can fit him in your cash game lineup, by all means go for it. However, I think... Cam Newton, uh, just under him in in salary, is in a pretty good spot. He's home. They have a 31-point implied total, and they get the Buccaneers, who have just been a sieve in allowing quarterbacks, basically any position, to rack up fantasy points on them. So I think Cam is probably one of my, or if not the favorite, cash game play for me this week. And I'm not a huge Cam guy. Um... I like Cam, but I'm not a huge play, always play him guy because I think despite the fact that he has a pretty strong floor, he doesn't always present the highest ceiling uh, just because he's kind of erratic 
in in the passing game. But I think this week definitely is a spot that we can get him in there. And then uh, Jared Goff going to the Superdome in a in a massive uh, sixty point total game. I think we can use as well. Uh, I'm going to shy away from Drew Brees just because I think they, with Mark Ingram back, it looks like they are kind of trying to lean on the run game a little bit. Um, so I think I'm going to shy away from Drew Brees. And then there's always Ryan Fitzpatrick on the opposite side of that Cam Newton play. The only worry I have with Fitz, and I don't know if there's any merit to this worry, but, I mean, if they're yanking guys in Tampa... Jameis threw four picks. He's he's out. I, I, I'm worried that I, it's a great price on Fitzmagic. He played amazing to start the year, um, but I'm just worried if maybe he throws two picks on his first two drives or fumbles, gets a sack fumble, something of that nature, that they might be uh, a little bit quicker to go back to Jameis, seeing as he obviously is the future. So uh, a little bit worrisome about Fitz in cash. Don't want to take... Uh, a goose egg or or only get two quarters out of him like we did or like some people did Jameis last week Uh, so definitely Cam at quarterback is my top play if I have extra salary maybe I'll consider Mahomes if I can't get up to Cam I think I really like Jared Goff so that is what I am looking at at quarterback at running back I think I mean Gurley's come down at price the game has a 60 point total in New Orleans they do give up a little bit more through the air than on the ground, but I don't think that's going to matter with Gurley. He is going to catch a ton of passes. He's going to get all the red zone work. He's 9,500. He has done us well for the last few weeks, just crush, just cranking out these 30-point games. So I think he is a fine play, and he will most likely be in my cash game lineup. Um, and then it gets a little hairy. I'm not 100% sure... Uh, if this is a week where I'm going to go three running backs, it probably is. I usually always play three running backs, one in the flex on DraftKings, just because I think I can pinpoint their workload and their floor a little bit better than um, wide receivers. For instance, last week, not a lot of people did this, but I had Gurley, Connor, and Kareem Hunt, and then went all 4K wide receivers. I just feel like that's the way to go on DraftKings um, almost every week. Uh, unless there's like some some crazy value that opens up at running back. So I think I like Christian McCaffrey um, with a 31-point implied total for the Panthers. Going Cam and McCaffrey can scoop you up all the points that the Panthers are going to pour on the Bucks this week. The issue for me with McCaffrey is that he has... Not seeing the checkdowns that we thought he would. I mean, Cam is not really looking his way on some design screens or um, certain angle routes that they that they like to use McCaffrey on to get like a fourth a fourth down conversion or a third down and short conversion. He's being targeted, but Cam isn't necessarily going through his reads and then checking down to McCaffrey on every play like he has at certain points in the past. Um, he really has an affinity for um, just slinging the ball downfield. He does that thing where it looks like he's going to throw the ball straight in the air. He leans back as if he's like trying to throw the ball straight into the sky and then fires it downfield. And he really, I mean, McCaffrey's targets have gone down a little bit. Worrisome. However, in the 7K range, I think he's a pretty good play this week. They should get him going on the ground. 
and he should have enough work in the passing game uh, to pay off that salary. And then you have Gordon and Hunt. My issue with Melvin Gordon is obviously the hamstring. If he was fully healthy, I'd probably try to jam him in with Gurley. Um, and then Kareem Hunt's just like a... I don't want to say he's boomer bust, but the fact that Mahomes is his quarterback right now, he could steal some rushing touchdowns. And he's just been hitting receivers for touchdown passes at an alarming rate. And obviously that takes away from... Hunt's red zone usage. They, they score before they get to the red zone on a lot of drives. So um, uh, I just think that Hunt comes with a little bit of risk. Like we saw last week, I mean, he did get in the end zone. He did score. However, um, 18 points isn't great from someone who's 70 in the 7K range. So uh, my preferences are in, are in that order there. Gurley, McCaffrey, um, Gore, Gordon, if he's healthy and then Hunt. And then I think we can, there's a few cheap backs that I think we can get in um, on this slate. Uh, Nick Chubb, I'm not 100% sure what the coaching staff, I mean, his running backs coach was elevated to offensive coordinator, so I think that bodes well for him a little bit, uh, especially against the Kansas City defense that they're probably, or excuse me, Kansas City offense that they're going to want to, keep the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands, maybe control the clock, run the ball a lot with Chubb. So I like Chubb. He's under 5K on DraftKings. Um, I also like Latavius Murray as long as Dalvin Cook doesn't play. He's practicing in limited fashion at this point in the week. So I guess there's always a chance that he could play uh, despite the the news blurb that said he wasn't going to play till after their bye next week. Um, but if he doesn't play... Uh, that Dalvin Cook, that is. I really like Lat Murray at home against a Lions defense who is just a sieve to running backs. I know they did go out and just get Snacks Harrison, but uh, he didn't do too much last week. Didn't really plug the holes like they thought he would last week. I think that at home, the Vikings can definitely get Lat Murray going again, and he's 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 at a price where um, he can definitely 4x, 5x his value. And then Adrian Peterson, not necessarily or normally a cash game play, Adrian Peterson. Uh, but Chris Thompson's availability is sketchy this week. He bruised, he hurt a rib on the other side of his body. So now he's got all kinds of ribs that are banged up. If he doesn't go and it's just Peterson and Bibbs and whoever else they trot out there, Samaje Pirine, I think Peterson's uptick in, in carries and potentially targets at 6K against Atlanta, a defense that really uh, allows a ton of fantasy points to running backs. I think we could look at Adrian Peterson as well. All right, so wide receiver is not a mess. However, everybody at the top has a tough matchup, right? So Hopkins um, has a somewhat of a difficult matchup. Denver's outside corners aren't the best, so he can definitely beat these beat this matchup. Um, same thing with Michael Thomas. He could definitely beat the Rams' corners. They haven't been playing great. But there's nobody that's really in a smash spot this week. Antonio Brown gets the Ravens. Um, so it lends itself to paying down at wide receiver, which I love to do, and which I've done all year, and it's it's gotten me to a pretty profitable record at this point. So I think why fix something that's not broke? By all means, I look at the slate each week, and... There has been weeks where I did have uh, I did have Adam Thielen in cash one week. I did have Julio Jones in cash one week. But I almost always try to go 
uh, high price running back. So I think automatic cash game lock, Cortland Sutton this week. Uh, can he only go five for 50? Sure, but I just think that extra usage at 3,900 without Demarius Thomas there, they're just not, the price is not indicative of Demarius Thomas not playing in this game, obviously, because they came out before he was, the salaries came out before he was traded. So I think Sutton's uh, just a set it and forget it type guy. Uh, then the, the the Detroit wide receivers are interesting. I'm not 100% sure I'm going to play either of them in cash, despite the fact that they are both in the 5K range. Golden Tate's 10 targets have been vacated. Um, they're playing against the Minnesota secondary that's been somewhat dicey against wide receivers, so I really think that that's an okay matchup for them as well. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sold on those. I actually like Miami's wide receivers a little bit, both Devontae Parker and Danny Amendola the most, um, I think, are in consideration. Kenny Stills looks like he might be getting back on the field, but I don't think that really cuts into Amendola's workload much at all. With Brock Osweiler on the field, Amendola has 10 more fantasy points per game. Um, he played for like three games with Brock Osweiler, and he has like 50 fantasy points total in those games, and then he has like 38 fantasy points with Tannehill in five games. So it's obvious that Brock and him have some chemistry. Brock looks for him uh, on those short to intermediate routes just to move the chains. So I think Danny Amendola is not a bad play against the Jets. Um, and then there's a few guys in the uh, on the Rams that I I think we can consider. Obviously, if if Cooper Cup is like there's no limitations, he's 100% ready to go. At 6K in that massive total game, I think he's a, a in a smash spot. Um, and I I can see going back to the Robert Woods well again this week. I know a lot of people did last weekend. Uh, we're kind of disappointed. Even the last two weeks, he's only um, managed decent games, but not the game that you would expect from Robert Woods with Cooper Cup out. But wide receiver in general is is going to be tricky this week. Those are probably the seven or eight guys that I'm going to choose from. Um, Sutton, the Detroit wide receivers, the Miami wide receivers, and the Rams wide receivers. Um, we can look to uh, guys that are a little bit priced up, like Hopkins, etc. If you want to switch out um, one of those high-priced backs, like McCaffrey for Michael Thomas or Hopkins or Thielen, I would never fault you for that. That's obviously um, your preference. I'm probably going to stay in that five to four K range, four to five K range um, at wide receiver. Then tight end. Uh, ooh, boy, took the old goose egg with. David Njoku last week, thank God it didn't matter because a lot of people had him, a lot of people had Uzama, so tight end really wasn't great last week, um, which was pretty wild. I mean, I know the guy that took second in the Millie Maker had Njoku in his lineup, so, I mean, it was just, just a wild week where people were taking crazy goose eggs and still profiting pretty heavily. Uh, at tight end this week, I think O.J. Howard's going to be your best bet. He has the nut matchup, um, and I just, the game is a high total. Uh, the Panthers just struggling to cover tight ends. And he has, he has a touchdown in two of his last three games. He's And then in the other game, he had nine targets, and he went like five for 70 or something like that. So uh, he does have to compete with Cameron Brait. Deshaun Jackson, 
Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, a lot of guys that are competing for targets. He only plays about half the snaps. But tight end is rough this week. Um, Olsen and Njoku are also in play. They're right in that 4K range as well. Um, but Howard is the cheapest guy that I actually don't want to throw up when I click the uh, the roster button on. So I think I'm going to go with Howard. Uh, Kelsey, I think, is in a great spot this week as well. But I just, I just can't pay 6.6 on DraftKings for a tight end. All right, guys, that is a quick cash game overview uh as always on on twitter pat james dfs uh get at me i love talking with you guys uh so my four cash core for this week i think i'm gonna go cam Gurley, lap murray and Cortland sutton those are the four guys that i think you can lock in this week and feel pretty comfortable and not have to waver back and forth with so Cam, Gurley, Sutton, and Lat Murray are going to be my core four for cash. I wish you all the best in week nine. Unless you scoop my head to head, then I hope I take you down. Have a good day.